Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Welcome back, everyone, for another magical, chilling episode of... Mutants. Slayers. And Jedi. Oh, my. Oh, my. So what are we talking about this week? This week, we are revisiting our old gal pal, Mm -hmm. Sabrina, and the chilling adventures of Sabrina. Yes. So, Giselle, how do you... How did you feel about this season as a continuation of the story that we've seen so far? I think it did a good job as a continuation. There were certain nitpicky things on my end as far as characters making choices and whatnot where I didn't necessarily agree with it. But in general, I did enjoy it. I like that we got to see a lot of Hilda this season. I like the character arc they did with Lilith this season. So I definitely enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I thought... Some of it was okay. Some of it was bad. Mm -hmm. Um, And then some of it was good. Um, So I'm I'm excited to talk about it because I think some of their choices continue to confound me. Right. A little bit. And I don't know why they keep making sort of similar mistakes. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to watch. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Some of the stuff is really progressive and cool and interesting and, like, crunchy and I like a lot of what they're doing and then some stuff I'm like why (laughs) right (laughs) which I guess you know I mean is a reaction so that's better than being bored so what where should we start off okay I think a great place to start off is some of the things you were beginning to mention just now you were mentioning how there are some ways where this show is so awesomely progressive and I agree with you and -hmm. I think it's really cool to have a show like this that is aimed towards a younger demographic and have a lot of progressive themes in it but then there are times where I think that despite all the good intentions sometimes they accidentally mess up a little bit yeah. So I was curious from your perspective, uh, where do you think they could improve? So I think the way they're handling Theo is possibly my favorite part. Yeah. I think they're doing a, a very good job dealing with having transgender character mm-hmm. and showing that progression on screen. And I think it has mm-hmm. a lot to do with the actor that's doing the performance, uh, having a non-binary actor, I think mm-hmm. is a feather in their cap. And I think, They are doing a great job in that role. Theo is turning into one of my favorite characters. He's funny. He's snarky. He has a really well-developed personality. He's, like, not here for the bullshit, basically. Right. Lot. Also, the actor who plays Theo, their name is Lachlan Watson. They've done such a good job ever since the first season. And like you were saying, it's so cool to see this progression. So having the character finally say, I go by Theo now and really embracing that identity and watching that journey has been like really just really fucking cool. Absolutely. I mean, some of the things they do in this show are, is interesting. Like they have these very particular notes that they hit with every character. <laughs> they all have their own singular sort of dramas like no one has more than one thing that's sort of pushing their story forward like Theo is dealing with their transition which totally makes sense as that's a very big thing to take on at such a young age it's really impressive and how they're handling it is very very well done but we're seeing it a lot with like all the characters you know dealing with blindness is like that's her character trait you know and um, dealing with you know I mean just a lot Harvey dealing with like his father issues and like a lot of this stuff is sort of one note. So I'm looking, I would like them to try to expand on more than just hitting the same sort of notes over and over again, but I get why they're doing it because obviously it 
gives them a focus when they're getting back to those characters. That is something that people have critiqued, especially concerning Theo. I would look forward to them expanding. I agree with you, expanding those characters come the fourth season. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I just wish it hadn't taken so long. Like, oh, for I sure. mean, I think watching a character struggle with the same stuff um, for two, two quote unquote seasons. I mean, it makes sense with the stuff that they're dealing with. It's it's big stuff. I mean, going blind and uh, transitioning and fr- with your friends and not sure how they're going to react and then your family and not sure how they're going to react. You know, I think mm-hmm. all of those things are big things. I just wish that they had a little more, almost more personality and stuff going on. Gotcha. And I was like, uh-huh. So I think I like actually seeing like Harvey and Roz kind of starting to have a romance. And Me too. Okay, cool. That. Yeah. Yeah, and Roz's interaction with Sabrina and how that's playing out, I think, is an interesting addition to what else she has going on. I completely agree with you. And it's funny because this is the season when I liked Harvey the most. Because before he was kind of there. But because they've given Harvey some more stuff to do, and part of that is his attraction to Roz, and it's brought up other aspects of this personality we never got to see before, I thought it made him more interesting. Totally. And I think, yeah, the more you have char- like more stuff for characters to do, the more interesting those characters are. It's not like, you know, like I know what a like, shocker yeah, <laughs> Person, not, like, like pers- personality exciting. traits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I kind of like seeing Theo's like interaction when, when he saw like Roz and Harvey, like being all romantic. He's like, I'm going to go. Oh, oh my God. That you cracked know, me up. Like, like, like yeah. Theo out, Theo out. <laughs> I got, I got to go. Um, so that stuff really is like fun, crunchy, like stuff to engage with these characters and build them out more instead of just being like these one note problems that they're having, even if their notes are big mm-hmm. problems. Like, you know, it's like still like, okay, you're just, you're beating the one drum. Right. I want to see a little bit more stuff happen. Gotcha. So on that note of doing stuff well, as opposed to not doing stuff well, mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, I mean, one of my issues, big, big issues was in one of the very early episodes, they get rid of Luke, which I mean, I, you know, I mean, he's not like the most developed, intriguing character ever, but there's a very troublesome trope that's coming up to me. Um, and it's not, it doesn't not the only show that does it, hence why it's a trope and why it's a problem. Mm-hmm. It's called bury your gaze basically, or, um, fridging someone. Um, and this is a really, I mean, this was startlingly bad to me. Mm-hmm. I thought this was like shockingly bad, poorly handled, done off screen, which was crazy to me. Um, and we're not only taking into account that, like the mismanagement of how they handled killing off this character, but also the weird, uh, you know, undefined relationship parameters or what the, or what what the relationship is between him and Ambrose right. and what that means mm-hmm. because people seem to have a conception that like okay but you're in a relationship with him why are you sleeping with everyone else mm-hmm. right. uh, which I think you know like we've talked about the polyamory and being open and that sort of thing on this show which I think is fine but I think both people need to be aware of what that looks like and I, I don't know. I just, I, you know, I have a lot of problems with it. And then killing him off screen, no spo- spoilers. Um, <laughs> yeah. For a thing that we're going to spoil all of, yeah. um, was really upsetting 
to me to mm-hmm. watch. We shouldn't be talking about barrier gays and killing a pretty important character up to this point, pretty important quote unquote sort of mm-hmm. character off screen in a way that's just like only only done because it's going to push Ambrose's story right. forward. Yeah, and that's what sucks so much about fridging is you have a gay character, uh, sometimes it's a female character, and they literally die to motivate a main character, and it's really annoying. It's really annoying, and it's pretty obvious as far as what's happening. Yeah. And to me, I don't understand why it's still happening now. And it's such an obvious problem, and everyone's talked about it, and everyone's brought it up so frequently. Um, so, you know, I, I, I just wish they would figure out a better system or, I mean, you know, I, I, I don't want to say like never kill a gay character. Cause that to me is almost the same problem, but like, and same with female characters, same with female characters, right. but there's so few gay characters mm-hmm. on TV and movies and stuff that it's like when, when you see them on screen, it's not like, Oh I wonder what's going to happen to this character. You're like, oh, I wonder when they're going to kill him. That has been my reaction every time I've seen a gay character on screen. And that to me is very upsetting. (laughs) You know, like I've been watching TV for a long time. Um, You know, and I mean, even back watching Buffy and Tara and stuff like that, you know, like you watch these shows and you're just like, okay, well, when are they going to get rid of this person? Because... Mm -hmm of whatever reason, um, you know, and I think it's, it's been a long ongoing problem. And so hopefully, you know, I mean, to raise awareness of it, hopefully that will help to bring about conversation to make a change or for them to develop Luke in a more, uh, interesting way. So it wouldn't feel so, happenstance and haberdash and like, just sort of like, Oh, we did this. Right. Oops, you know, like who cares? Like, you know, you almost don't care because in that same episode before he randomly walks off to meet his death that we don't see, mm-hmm. um, he's basically tells everyone that he's a big old gross misogynist. So we like, we're like not supposed to give a shit because the gay guy is a misogynist too. It's like, good. Well, let's get rid of him. You're like, okay, great. Like, not. And we knew so little about Luke before that, so this is literally the only personality trait we find <laughs> out about it. I'm sorry, I shouldn't be laughing. It's just like, oh, okay, no, and, we, and he's dead. I mean, no, it's funny because it's true, because it's like we haven't, we don't develop a lot of these characters to a point where anyone's going to give a shit. Mm-hmm. So it's like we give a shit about Ambrose because he's so well-defined and so interesting and so funny. You know, you care because you've taken the time and the care to develop him in a way that makes you give it give a flying <laughs> rat's ass about him. If you do that with every character, then suddenly you're like, oh no, like oh no, Theo's in trouble. Like I don't want anything to happen to Theo. You know, blah blah blah, or Willow, or you know, Roz, or anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't want Prudence for God's sake. You're like, fuck, I don't want anything to happen to my right. bitchy Prudence. Yes, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, on Hilda, Zelda. You're like, yes, I care about all these people, and then you're like, Luke. You're pretty and a white boy and apparently don't really like women right? at all. What's happening? Yeah, so that's pretty uh, much all we got to know about him, and that was his character treatment, yeah. Yeah. After, of like, a year and a spectacular Christmas special, mm-hmm. like, oh, now we're just throwing this in. It was fine. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was a big um, problem for me. Totally, yeah. Uh, what 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 did you what did you like as far as progress? Uh, progressive attitudes and what what kind of rubbed you the wrong way well I think there was one event that they did I forget what they called it I just in my mind called it the Bacchanalia it's it's at like springtime Valentine's Day thing and something and something something I really appreciate about the show all the different actors stated in the first season that everyone like all the witches and warlocks they're pansexual and I think that's really fucking cool to have yet like I was saying before to have something that has the demographic that it has watching it and to have the different kinds of sometimes problematic as you just brought up (laughs) you know to have them still like visible and I think that's really cool so I mean, super nitpicky on my end, but they have this. What do they call it? The the the. Do you remember? I'm trying to find it because I remember I wrote a note about it too. Because I was like, oh, this it's is the, heterogeneous it's, crap. It's I don't the like Satan. It's Satan's Maypole Day. <laughs> the <laughs> Satan Maypole. It really is. Well, it's Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's the. Um, you know, the witchy version of that where everybody like spins around in a maypole. Right. It's like the Google Chairs yeah. Maypole edition. It's and very As far as the rituals themselves, I was into it because I thought, of course, you guys are doing are hearkening back to an antiquated ritual. This is very much with the aesthetic. But of let's the show. time out the ritual was stupid. Well, I mean, as they far are. as no no no, what I'm saying as far as the aesthetic of it, as far as having a maypole there, the running in the woods, that itself is very much I mean, I know it's not verbatim whatever ritual it was that they were hearkening back to, but I as far as the aesthetic of it, the part that I think is problematic is that it's great when you're like, yay, we're all pansexual, woohoo, but then the ritual itself is like you literally separate the men from the women and I'm like, no, 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 no. Ten steps back. No, ten step ten steps back. Ten steps back. Stop, 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 stop. I mean, it was bonkers. They are literally just like, oh, the men will sit there and women will twirl around them mm-hmm. and then plop down on whoever they stop in front of when the music ends and I was like what's this yeah. though and like I mean <laughs> obviously they're very much like into their carnality and sensuality that's totally a thing with the church of night and so as far as like pretty much playing this elaborate game of spin the bottle whatever I'm totally into that but just like don't make it het normative you know what I mean so heteronormative yeah. and so weird and then some people were not involved in it some people were standing around watching, watching. <laughs> I was like, are these all the gays? Like, <laughs> these are all the queers that are just like, I don't know. What the fuck? This is stupid. Like, we've never, we <laughs> never agreed to this. We always thought this was, yeah. But no, so that was something I thought was problematic as far as bringing up this ritual, but then having it clearly be played out in a heteronormative way. And it's so strange, too, because in this show, like, at the high school, we're, like, shown all these things where it's like, oh, we must be progressive. We got to get Theo on the basketball team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, all these, like, messages that are really important and then it's so dropped sometimes at the witch part of it because everyone's like oh it's tradition and i'm like yeah but some traditions just suck dick yeah. like <laughs> and it's interesting like, because there's so much commentary with the church of night as far as calling out the problematic aspects of tradition and which is one of the reasons why i like the show but yeah. it's funny because i think there's sometimes where it's unintentional like the example we're bringing up right now where it's like no 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 wait 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 but then there are other times when you can tell they're making commentary as far as tradition well, it's very, bad. and i hate saying this but it strikes me a little bit as white feminism 
where it's like, oh, because the patriarchy is getting Sabrina down, it's time to really back her and get her to be the whatever best, the best boy. I don't know. What oh, the, the top, top boy. Top, top boy. boy. I'm like, mm, top me. But that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it's a little oh, no, like, totally. oh, we can be progressive only to this point because it upsets Sabrina. Mm-hmm. Like, if we go anywhere further, it's like, it doesn't matter because it's not affecting Sabrina. And it's no, like, totally. that's great. What? No, no, totally. And something else I didn't like about this season was the fact that we didn't get to see as much prudence other the other weird sisters, which made me sad because I fucking love Prudence. She yeah. is such a catty bitch, and I love her. And <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> you know? No, it's a, it was it was sort of an unfocused season to me. I felt like there was a little bit of like you get a little distracted at times mm-hmm. by things like the tarot card. The tarot card episode in particular. I was just like, I don't want to watch this anymore. I hate saying this because I love the actress who was in it, Veronica Cartwright. I really, really, yes. really fucking love her. And so it made me sad that she was superimposed into this episode. That was, frankly, filler. I mean, I, I wasn't like a, you know, I wasn't like, oh, fuck this episode. Blah. But it was definitely one where I thought, here's the filler episode. Because every show has one, at least one or two filler episodes. But so. like for me, I feel like we're at this point where I'm like, all of these shows are binge shows. Like there should be no filler episodes for Sabrina on Netflix when you have 10 episodes to fill. And I don't want to harp on the tarot card episode, but there's like, Oh, another thing that's just like strange to me. Like, okay. So we're, we're, it's revealed to us that the store owner that Hilda's macking on is Mm -hmm. a succubus demon incubus incubus. Not a succubus. That's something else. Um, That's the lady version. That's the lady version that attacks you when you're like sleeping and seduces you. And it's like, I want to see them do that. That would be interesting. I'm sure they will. Uh, <laughs> Just but, give it, give it time. Give it time. Exactly. <laughs> um, but the incubus, incubus store owner. And they're like, oh, we really have to deal with our relationship. And then in the next episode, it's a tarot card episode. And they're just like chilling out and making out. And shit. <laughs> I'm like, like, oh, they dealt with it. Happening like and, and she, and I and it's like oh and I guess she got you a magical bracelet cool 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 I know I I laughed because I thought oh I guess they dealt with it <laughs> okay <laughs> it was like the Luke and Ambrose situation yeah. last season where it's like we're just gonna deal with this off screen and I'm mm-hmm. like but why you guys instead of having this filler episode with Veronica Cartwright who I also love and recognize from Witches of Eastwick uh, hell like, yeah, yeah thank you we, it's amazing but right. like also like what are what are we doing? Like, why does Lilith give a shit about doing a reading about Theo? It was just, it was such an, at the end of the episode, we realized, oh, it's Lilith trying to intervene because she's salty, which is understandable. But her doing the readings for all the different characters, I just thought, I mean, like, it's like a dream episode, which makes no sense. I and hate dream episodes. And there was a dream episode last season, which was handled way better. And then there's a weird thing with Theo and body stuff. And I was like, I don't know if you guys should be touching this. I don't even want to talk about it that much. Yeah, I was like, and I'm just saying because just for the sake of, because I am cis, I'm straight, I'm white. Just the privilege is so strong here. <laughs> <laughs> and so no, it's... I'm cisgender and gay, but and open white male. So I'm like, honestly not touching it with a 10 foot pole, but it felt uncomfortable to me. And so how it affected everyone else. Yeah. That's an experience. Of course I can never empathize with truly. So I, I don't know. So I honestly can't say, nor do I want to 
stake a claim on how that was handled, you know? No, no, me neither. So I think for me, I'm not going to talk about it a lot just to say that I think the overall episode was a filler piece of shit. (laughs) I would much rather have seen like Theo trying to fit in at basketball and like hanging out at school with Roz than watch like this weird. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, so, but we're going to move on. Let's let's talk about, okay, let's talk about the, the dark church, the church. Yes. One of the things I have appreciated about this show since day one is how they are not even subtle about how the church of night is so representative of the bullshit that's going on now and how this is representative of bullshit that has been happening cyclically for thousands of years. As far as we have a religion. Oh, are we a little corrupt? Are we maybe abusing our power a little bit? Are we maybe slowly turning this into a patriarchal, misogynistic, bigoted shithole? Are we doing that? Are we abusing our power a smidge? Maybe? Just maybe. <laughs> maybe just a little bit? Maybe just a little bit? So that's something I appreciate. And they de- and this season in particular hit the nail right on the head with Father Blackwood. I mean, to the point where I had to pause sometimes and be like, ah, I want to kill you so much. I hate your character. Yeah. yeah. No, he's pretty fucking terrible. Yeah. And he- great at being terrible so yeah. that's good yeah richard coyle is the actor who plays father blackwood and he does an amazing job at just being the absolute worst yeah um there are moments of <laughs> me like questioning how he's still in power because mm-hmm. i'm like why are we why are we listening to him though what's happening what's mm-hmm. going on but there's I mean, a lot but, of female witches here <laughs> but but does that not say something because sometimes women are compliant in their own oppression i mean Absolutely. look at the and news you're born into you're you know seduced or manipulated mm-hmm. into believing like this is what's best for you which mm-hmm. is what we kind of see zelda struggling with right in this season, which makes almost less sense than anyone because of what we've seen Zelda. Thank you. Yes. Do. So let's talk about, let's talk about Zelda yeah. now and her okay. reaction to Blackwood. Right. And to the church in general and um, just everything that's going on, because I think it's a little inconsistent. I agree with you. And one of my biggest issues with this, with this season was the treatment of Zelda. Mm. And what I liked about her prior to this season was her devotion, which I understood to this religion, the spirituality, and her inner battle with that and trying to do what she knows is morally right. And we saw her battle with that in the past. But this season, it's as if she has forgotten about those past conflicts. And she is ride or die, Church church of Night. Crazy. (laughs) Like, just the last spooktacular that we just saw. Yeah. It's her like, oh, I'm going to stand up for my family no matter what. Exactly. And she she hid Yeah, and she hid baby Letitia because she knew the kind of person that Father Blackwood was. Because he's so terrible, he's so representative of that corrupt male leader. The fact that he's even rewriting doctrine to appropriate it to his own fucked up goals. It's just, I mean, it's so well done, for, in my opinion, but at the same time, it's so frustrating to see a character like Zelda, who you pointed out, is so has so much conviction as far as protecting her own family, but then she decides, you know what, we should get married. Isn't that good? Cool? Yeah, it's, I mean, at a certain point, obviously, she's being drugged, yes. and, sort of, and we're given that, like, she's being controlled by the music box thing, and mm-hmm. da 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 which excuses what's happening to her a little bit, but also it's just before that she's still acting sort of out of character and odd and not really listening to anybody. And 
it's frustrating to watch. It, like, I completely agree because my understanding was that the drugging and the, the enchantment didn't happen until after they were married. So before that, every choice she made was her own decision. They, they tried to play it off so that her choice to marry him, because she was upfront about the fact that it had nothing to do with love, but about ambition. That does track with her character doing something for the sake of ambition. But because Father Blackwood in this season was so obviously this toxic person constantly trying to shut down Sabrina with the top boy situation and slowly changing the church of night so that it was clearly this sexist entity. It just didn't make sense even with the excuse of I'm doing it for ambition for her to want to marry him at all. So it just, right. it just, it didn't, it, 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 um, it rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. And it's interesting too, because like the transition, the transition to the church being a misogynistic steeple basically mm-hmm. <laughs> church wasn't that slow it was like overnight well, exactly like, now indoctrinate you all into my own set of agenda and, and it like, will be the church of judas <laughs> <laughs> it was sort of like okay now we all rise up what's happening what's going on and so her yeah so anyway that to me felt against her character so and it wasn't until the last episode when she finally realized this all sucks this all sucks that's when we saw our zelda again I don't want to see the same character development for her every season. Well, I, well, exactly. And it's like the point you were making before, as far as people having the same struggles every season. So I'm hoping like that will be a lesson learned mm-hmm. that, that will stick with her. And I think it will this time. Yeah. I say that finger <laughs> crossed because at the end of the season, we see that basically she's now the anti-pope. Oh yeah, she's oh she is high priestess. High priestess of the new church, maybe possibly, right? maybe so. possibly. Yeah, the and yeah, the anti pope. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the anti pope because <laughs> fuck everything about that fucking name. Fuck it. No, because like. <laughs> One of the things I find so charming about the show is just the subversion of everything as far as it being satanic. So I love the fact, like, you can tell it was, like, 1 a.m., they had to get the script in, and they were like, what the fuck do we call this guy? I mean, he's, like, the Pope, but he's, like, a satanic. Do we call him Satan Pope? No, that's a little too on the nose. We can't call him Satan Pope. Um, Mistopheles Pope? No, that just sounds stupid, Greg. What the fuck are you talking about? Anti-Pope. There we go. Anti-Pope. Nailed it, Larry. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> You get a raise. No. Um, it sucked. That name sucks, you guys. It's kind of dumb. This fucking name. And the character's a waste, and he's gross. Oh, my God. In. Hold on. I wrote down. Okay, so he calls the students supple, little bird, sumptuous. And I was like, I'm disgusted by you. So I'm going to puke on your face. God, what a terrible name. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, Ambrose and these two other students are set up to take take the rap for the murder that um, Blackwood orchestrates and shit. Mm-hmm. And so that's, like, the biggest thing with Ambrose this season is that he's, like, on the run for killing right. the anti-pope. It's <laughs> <laughs> just the stupidest fucking name. <laughs> and then, oh, also, can we talk about Dorian Gray being in this show? Oh, okay. What were your feelings on Dorian Gray being present? 
Why the fuck is Dorian Gray in your show? What Why not? Is- Why not have Dorian Gray in your show? Good character. <laughs> he's <laughs> okay. Happening? He's one of my favorite literary characters. That's one of my I favorite books. Dorian. So, and the show is shameless with its own ridiculousness. So, when they were like, "Oh yes, we're going to go to Dorian Gray's," and I thought, "Oh, that's a cute name for an establishment." But then when he actually shows up, and they're like, "Hey, what's up, Dorian?" I thought, "Oh." of course of course of course i support it i mean oscar wilde is like one of my favorites oh my gosh he's like he's on my principles better than people and i love people with no principles better than anything in this world Mm -hmm. but (laughs) however um i don't know i had i I had mixed emotions because the guy playing him i thought was pretty funny and good um well and at one point, I thought they killed him, and I was like, uh, "I know, I was, I was gonna." First of all, don't introduce Dorian Gray and then kill him off in Sabrina. You're gonna no. laugh because I went through the exact same thing, but I went to that extra level of literary nerd because I thought they killed him off, and I thought, "Are you fucking kidding me? You don't get to introduce Dorian Gray and then kill him off two episodes later." And also, that's not how you kill him because you need to get the portrait. And I got, I went super, I super nerded out. You too. Ditto. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, um, do I even die from that? Um, ex- um, excuse me? The portrait's over there. Um, actually, <laughs> um, you need to get the portrait because um, that's where his power lies. Um, actually, yeah, I, okay, we did the same thing. Good, great, great. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Great. I'm like, that's how you kill him. That's ridiculous. Shut up. Yeah. yeah, and I was very happy when they didn't. I was like, oh, thank God someone did their research. Good. I feel like one of the writers just really likes Dorian Gray. Oh, yeah, and absolutely. Which, I, which I'm totally okay with, and they just wanted to have an, an, an excuse. Gay writer on staff. That thank was like, God. Oh, Oscar Wilde. <laughs> and they brought in Dorian Gray, and I'm like, great. Done. Yeah. And I was like, um, Oscar, you know, Dorian Gray needs to be like a dead set gay character i mean he's pretty gay mm-hmm. in it's, the last with lucifer we'll talk about it i was into it i was like <laughs> i'm like and the porno starts here <laughs> I, um i enjoyed myself watching that. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. and next on sabrina it's just a porno you guys like, don't worry about it it's fine cool 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 cool, cool. <laughs> dorian gray's xxx yeah you know, I'm just um, saying I wouldn't mind if he were more featured in the next season. No? You know, maybe he's going to help to get Lucifer, or sorry, Satan. He's Satan in this. You know, maybe the... Different day. Uh, okay, all right. Maybe yeah. he's, like, going to get him back because he's like, wow, I really missed him. And he's, like, hot again. So let's, like, get him back to... <laughs> let's just bring that back on here. Yeah. Um... So, yeah. So we talked about Zelda. So let's talk about Hilda. Hilda. Okay, yeah. so... One of the things I appreciate about this season is that it was the season of Hilda. She got to be a fucking rock star this season. Yeah, Hilda got to do a lot. Yeah. I like a lot. I was like, oh, I'm into this. Mm-hmm. No, Zelda, I don't know what they're doing with you. But Hilda, yes. Yeah. I, get, yeah, I mm-hmm. like it a lot. Yeah. It's like like we, weird, random, rushed romance situation, but that's fine. Yeah. Whatever. But you know what? <laughs> also, Hilda finally got to get some, so I'm happy for her. We assume, right? We assume. That's, I'm assuming. That's my headcanon. So. Yeah, that makes, I mean, it makes sense. That's what they. And the fact that it's a sex demon, I thought, oh, you guys, the subtlety is so not even there. I appreciate that. There is no subtlety. I wish there was a little <laughs> more subtlety with the patriarchy stuff. Like, they literally just called it patriarchy. I was like. It was like one of the last episodes, right? When they actually threw out that term. <laughs> they literally just said it. And I was like, all right. So yeah. we're just like 
they use that, that they use that term and then they use the term privilege and i thought okay the nose it is on <laughs> yeah, on the bash the nose into the face like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like impaled in there it's like right in, yeah i kind of wanted sabrina though to have a little bit more of like a you know like buffy in that one episode i forget the name of it or i think it's like you know anyway so she's like tells the council off basically mm-hmm. she's like I'm fairly certain I said no interruptions. She like throws a sword at one of the watchers and I was like, mm, yes, what's this? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I wanted more of that. Like gotcha. she's like, you're nothing without me and I'm better than all of you and I need you to fall in line or get the fuck out of my way. Gotcha. And I was like, ha yeah. I wanted Sabrina to have that moment and she hasn't yet. She gotcha. hasn't quite. And I don't know if it's because of the writing, which it probably is, um, but it's also a little bit because I don't think the actress is very good. I know. And I said I that before. I know. I know you're not a fan of hers. Right. Yeah. I think, I think she was better this season. I really liked her this season, especially the whole subplot with the Mandrake. I loved Mandrake, Sabrina. <laughs> yeah. Body snatcher, Sabrina. Oh, uh, but really quick, just to finish the topic as far as oh, sorry, specifically. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, gosh, no worries. I just love the fact that they gave her so much to do. And those moments were so earned because we saw her really struggling with her confidence last season. So seeing her be so strong and have so much conviction this season was especially rewarding to watch. And it was just, it was really actual character development. You guys, especially when she poisoned that lady and was like, so everyone thinks I'm meek and the worst, but (laughs) guess what? I poisoned you. Goodbye. (laughs) Oh, almonds cover up arsenic very well. Don't they? (laughs) (laughs) It was so, so satisfying. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like Hilda getting to be a little bit of a petty, petty girl. I like her. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean Hilda got to do so much. She killed yeah. off Shirley, that, that bitch you were just yeah. talking about. She killed off that other guy who was trying to come on to her. Yes! And I like how when Zelda came home and she's like, we have to talk to the council, and he's, like, covered in spiderwebs or something, and Hilda's like, yeah, about that. Uh-huh. Oops. But, I, but at the same time, I love that because she's, yet again, she got to do so much, and it's just really... It's just so satisfying to see that because Hilda is so, I mean, she's always, she's always been a lovely character and one of the standout characters. So yeah, seeing that growth is really cool. Like when she went to go and like get Ambrose out, mm. and she knew that it wasn't, she, um, knew. she knew that it was one of the weird sisters, uh-huh, the, glamour. The, the chicken, the roast yeah. chicken with the key in it, the skeleton key. I was like, uh-huh. I like this a lot. Yeah, like, this all, I mean, it was like. It was a little. The sister would throw the chicken carcass in. Like, I mean, there were, there were a lot of things where we had to cross our fingers, but in general, it was really cool to just. It, she was really fucking smart. Yeah, she had a plan. Yeah, she had a plan exactly. A highlight for me was seeing Nick scratch in a bathtub, very wet. You know the people who run this show. They know. They know us. They know us. They know what the people want. I liked it a lot. Oh yeah, that was that was a uh, that was nice. I liked it a lot. Yeah, very short on the Ambrose shirtlessness, but a lot of Nick scratch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. Yeah, like was the okay. So we'll let's count the Nick scratch moments. Okay, so Nick scratch shirtless mm-hmm. in the bathtub. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Nick scratch almost nude in the forest. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Still too covered up. He <laughs> 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 looks. Great. I want his exercise regimen right now. I want to know what his diet is. I want to know all yeah. of it. Um, I'm sure being like 23 or whatever helps, but fuck you. I can figure it out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's a 
page. Just a number. It's fine. <laughs> and oh, and then what's the next part? Oh, oh, and then him chasing Sabrina or him being chased by Sabrina in the woods with oh. the stupid werewolf hat thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that made me giggle. Part part of the bacchanalia, whatever it was they were doing. Oh, so dumb. Yeah. So stupid. <laughs> I was like, uh-huh, you're really stupid looking. I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. <laughs> I, don't know, I was kind of in, I was into it. How cool would it have been if you had some girls wearing that wolf, that wolf, so they were like she-wolves? See, th- yeah. that's just something I would have liked. Some like right. she-wolves out there like I didn't really like any of that episode. That was like another one. I was like, this could go. I don't really remember what came out of it, but I mean. Uh, what came oh, out yeah. of it was, it was really forming the bond, the genuine bond between Sabrina and Nick Scratch. The fact that they really do care about each other and maybe they're going to sleep together, but then. Oh, and his familiar. And his familiar pops up the werewolf. Yeah. That, that was the point of that episode. That was, um, I'm sorry, guys. I don't, I, we're never going to figure out how to do werewolves well, I don't think, ever. Well, the funny thing, at first I thought. Terrible. <laughs> at first I thought the guy who ran the store was going to be a werewolf because the last shot we saw of him, he had the eye. So I thought, oh shit, he's a werewolf. And then they did the howling. So I thought, oh, it's him. Oh, cool. Okay. He's also a supernatural creature, which he right. was. And yeah, the whole, yeah, familiar werewolf, blah, 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 blah. But and said he's a sex demon. So there you go. I'm confused as to what the rules are with familiars. I thought familiars took the form of regular animals. Why is she just a werewolf? What's happening? They didn't elaborate on that. My assumption was that she was sometimes a person and then sometimes a wolf because that's literally the definition of a werewolf. So they left, I think, in my opinion, I think they left a little too much to the imagination with that because they definitely implied that she was, at least I think they implied that she was human for part of their familiar. A person can't be a a human familiar. But I I guess because she sometimes turns into an animal, she can be a familiar. But that's just some shit headcanon I wrote. But isn't a familiar, didn't we, weren't we told that a familiar is basically like one of those like spirit demon things that transforms itself into an animal. Like that thing that like Sabrina called forth and became Salem. Like Salem's not really a cat, like a demon cat. Right. That's why I assumed, okay, I guess werewolf still works because you are an animal part of the time, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like it. Um, Okay. So we talked about Theo. Mm -hmm. Oh, let's talk about basically the last two episodes of the season, which I think were probably the strongest. And I think we're agreeing with that, especially with this part of the season. Yes. So much happened, but in a good way and not in a muddled way. I love, first of all, with the penultimate episode, I love the subplot with the Mandrake because I loved seeing Mandrake Sabrina. (laughs) It was pretty great. I I was like, oh, this is the best acting you're doing. Well, it gave her an opportunity to do something different from her typical character. So that was it was really fun to see that. And I just love the attitude of Mandrake Sabrina because she was kind of bitchy in this naive sort of way. (laughs) Then at the same time, she also had this vulnerability and you kind of felt bad when they had to take out Mandrake Sabrina. Yeah, you did. And yeah, it was hard. It was like that was some nice acting. I think that just. Mm-hmm. Sabrina, the actress, did. Um, I think she was. I, I think she's finally maybe keying into something with Sabrina. I think she's, but I, some of the stuff is just flat. Like I, I know you're not a fan of like her acting in this. Yeah, her acting and some of the delivery and stuff like that. And I just want a little bit more like warmth or something from her. I don't know what it is. I'm just like looking for something to attach to mm-hmm. a little bit. 
Uh, I'm not saying like she has to be like, you know, the, the warmest person in the world. That's fine. Like you don't have to do that, but like maybe a little bit, something more. I don't know. Um, I did like her, like, I like Sabrina helping Theo with the spells and making him good at basketball. I like, you know, like those like human moments are really nice for mm-hmm. Sabrina to have still like, and her struggling with the connectivity between her rich world and the human world. Like, I think that's a good ongoing struggle for her because mm-hmm. I think it is an ongoing struggle. It's right. not like where we're resolving the struggle and then having to like revisit the same struggle again. That is a theme that I think they did a good job continuing and adding extra layers to it. And then going back to these last two episodes, I think another element they, another, it's a trope, but I think it's a successful trope in storytelling that they utilized was when you're trying to avoid a prophecy, but then the act of avoiding the prophecy actually makes the prophecy happen. I'm such a sucker for when that happens every time. Mm -hmm. And then, like, and you can't happens. avoid it. It's a prophecy, you guys. You can't avoid it. Yeah, it's, it's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, ask Oedipus. It doesn't matter. You're still... Making it worse. <laughs> yeah. And so, and I thought they did that very successfully. And it was really exciting to see that play out, especially with the idea of her sacrificing herself, but a perversion of that. So I thought that was, that was clever. I enjoyed that. Well, clever. Yeah, I liked that part, too. And I was like, oh, her not, her sacrificing herself is killing off this duplicate that she made. Mm-hmm. Really intricate um prophecy but i liked i liked all the twists and bends to it because it's like something you really can't avoid and the only solution to that is to take out the mandrake version of yourself so what are you going to do you have to take it out so it's like it's a good yeah i mean it's hard i mean that was a it's a really interesting twist to it and i liked it a lot Mm -hmm. um i liked lilith's whole ploy at the end i liked her coming to her own self and realizing kind of through Sabrina and that she can become her own person and empowered and stuff like that, which I thought was cool. Um, Don't know why it took so long. I mean, it's been thousands. thousands (laughs) That's another one where I'm glad it finally happened for our wonderful, dear, sweet Lilith. And also, and I think another thing that made these last two episodes so fun was that we finally had Lilith reveal herself to the Spellmans. That's right. And that was exciting. And then Sabrina realizing, oh, I've been a puppet this whole damn time. Oh, crap. And I agree. I think seeing Lilith really ascend and finally become the queen of hell was really cool. And I was very happy for her. Totally. Um, (laughs) One mishandling of a character, I think, is Adam, who was barely in this show. What the hell was that? I don't understand what the fuck he was. Also, don't cast Alexis Denisoff yeah. and then play two episodes. Of I was that. so happy because I was like, Alexis Denisoff. Well, okay, I was, it was, I think it was just maybe, okay, my opinion or maybe my reaction to it is that it was there to just, A, prove how much of an asshole Satan is because here she was finally experiencing a guy not treating her terribly. She's experiencing a healthy relationship and you know maybe changing her mind about certain things she's believed for thousands of years or whatever and so satan had to be an asshole and be like nope fuck you sorry nope nope, (laughs) sorry you're gonna eat him instead yeah oh god that was just mean it was really sweet to see this vulnerable side of lilith and that's what he brought out for her so i think yeah i think that was there just so we could see that side of her but also to see that taken away from her eventually But no, it and does suck. The that weird religiosity where she brings him back as a scarecrow, scarecrow oh, yeah. Adam, and gives her hit, 
gives her rib to him so she control him i was like this is a lot you guys I mean, <laughs> a long walk. That, that was definitely another one where it's like we're taking something we're subverting it it's the woman giving her rib her rib yes yeah. absolutely but I was also like, I'm over this. <laughs> Whatever like, you know, this is. Sometimes you have to be really messy before you get your act together. And I feel like that was Lilith just having her really messy low moment before she realized, oh, I need to change this situation. So. Yeah, she hit bottom. <laughs> that was her rock bottom. <laughs> She's got to pull herself back up. Yeah. Another aspect of these two last episodes is that we finally got to see proper Satan. And we got a flashback to Lilith back in the day. Crying. Yeah. Okay. So, what do we uh, before we talk about hot Satan? Right. Which we'll, well, okay. Well, that answered a question I was going to ask you already. Okay. Um. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doable. Anyway. Um. <laughs> wow. I was first of all. Okay. So you were talk. We were texting back and forth, and you were like, "I was like, I haven't watched any of season two yet. I don't know anything about it." And you're like, "The only thing I've heard is that Satan is really hot." And I was like, "Okay, but the Satan I remember was like." the Satan that we keep seeing, like the cloven, the clo- yeah. the horns. And I was like, I guess some people might find this I mean, hot. I don't, happening? <laughs> I don't judge a kink. <laughs> I, you know, I'm like, I'm not yucking anyone's yum. I'm like, here we go. Sure. Okay. But then the end came and I was like, uh-huh. And then I did. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry guys. But, um, no, what happened? Um, so it was after Sabrina completely fulfilled the prophecy. It allowed yeah. Satan to appear in his original angelic form. Wow! Yes. So and it's very. It is nice. It is very nice. He, I, I appreciate that. For the first fifteen minutes, we see him. He's pretty much he's Dude. he's naked. Like, naked and there's a lot of like shots of him walking away. You know, <laughs> and here's his butt. And I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> Great. Pause. <laughs> it's like, am I enjoying this? Yes. Should I be feeling shame? Yes. Do I feel shame? No. Not, no. Not, fuck you. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> That's what. The- no, it was good. I was very happy. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that was my question. I mm-hmm. forgot. Okay. So, um, Wardwell. Wait, what's her name? Wardwell. 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 Watch this whole fucking thing. I can't remember anyone's thing. Wardwell comes back at the end and she's no longer Lilith. She is she's original Wardwell. unpossessed Wardwell. Wardwell. So in the next season, are we to believe that we will see Lilith in hell as Lilith? I Lilith from the flashbacks. I mean, just because I love Michelle Gomez and she did such a fantastic job as Lilith. So my dream would be to see Lilith queen of hell in the i guess the the in the body of michelle gomez essentially like i would yeah. love to see that well that's my question though oh, like because yeah. if she's not possessing her anymore does that mean like that's burned away and now she's lilith that we saw in the flashback maybe the young black-haired lilith of the past i mean maybe because i know that's something they do on supernatural because of demons and possession they're always finding different actors to play technically what is the same character i mean they could definitely do that Personally speaking, I'm biased because I just, I thought this version of Lilith we've grown attached to was so fun. So I would love it if they could just kind of tweak the rules a little bit so that it's, it's really just Michelle Gomez down there being like, no, me too. I love Michelle Gomez. And I was like, Oh, big mistake. Huge. Like (laughs) this is what you're going to do with her character. 
big fucking mistake. Like, we <laughs> need her to be in season three, and we need her to be Lilith in season three. Yeah, I want to see what Lilith is up to. I want to see what yeah. she, I want to see how management is going. I'm sure she got a call from Karen from Aquaman that said, congratulations on the promotion. You probably waited <laughs> 4,000 years for this. They're probably friends. Don't ask me why I made up that headcanon after watching oh, it. Yeah. It makes sense to me. But anyway, so that is that is something I really like. I felt like this season really we really got to see Hilda and also Lilith because seeing Lilith finally realize this sucks. Satan's an asshole. He's never going to come through and having her finally ascend and reach her own ambition and become the dream which is Queen of Hell was good. It was good to see that. I'm glad that they did that. So, quick question. Yes. Okay. So, when we first see Satan. Yes. It's revealed that he is the father mm. of Sabrina. Sabrina. Did you think, though, before that happened, mm-hmm. and even afterwards, a little bit, that there was going to be some, like, sexual... Oh, 100%. 100%. I, I never doubted it. No, I right. mean, this is that part of the Church of Night that watched Game of Thrones, and they were like, sweet. You know, like, yeah. it's, it's that part of the it's Church like of Night. Britain. Like, you know, England. Yeah. Everything's pretty incestuous. It's like original European monarchy style. Exactly. But no, I totally assumed that. They would not, they would not, they would not cast someone that attractive as Satan and have him be like, oh, Sabrina, <laughs> my queen. <laughs> my daughter. My daughter queen. Yeah, it's a, it's a very, like, Avengers 200, you know, that reference mm. now. Captain Marvel sleeping with her. Yeah. yeah. The guy and then giving birth to the guy and then having sex with it's the guy again. Yeah. Yeah. Like very much that. It's not great. Satan. I mean, it's not supposed to be great. Right. But, yeah. Exactly. No one's going to support whatever Satan's plan is because he's Satan. Guys. Yeah, I mean, that's like, remember, <laughs> he's the devil. He's really pretty, but oh my he's God, still he's so pretty. Like, I would totally be like, okay, nobody's perfect. I guess. <laughs> we all have our shortcomings. Right? Luckily, we have very few. Uh, <laughs> like that bad, like I would do that bad wink where it takes like me like five seconds because I can't wink. Where I'm From the arrested like, development, like she's like. Yeah, exact. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's my wink. Exactly. That, that is your wink. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Not great. Yeah, <laughs> not no, great. it's, it's quite not going to lie to you. No, you just saw it. It was really bad. I feel, I'm sorry. I should apologize to you right now. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> uh, um, so is there anything else you'd like to cover? We touched on it briefly, but another character along with Zelda that I thought acted uncharacteristically was Prudence. I just oh, wanted yeah. to, I just want to touch down on that really quick. Uh, she was another one where her character has such an interesting struggle. And I felt like her loyalty to her biological father seemed a little unfounded to me because I can totally understand her need for validation as far as wanting the last name. That makes so much sense. Like, yes, you want that validation. You want that acknowledgement. That totally makes sense. But just like Zelda, when he was acting like a bigoted psychopath, I felt like Prudence would have gone, wait a second. No, 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 no. So that was another one where I thought she acted a little out of character. Towards the end, just like Zelda, she got back to being herself. So that was that was another moment where I got a little nitpicky as far as me thinking that the character acted differently from how she would have originally. Right. I think her performance, though, is pretty powerful. Oh, I think she's fabulous. The actress who plays Prudence is has a quiet power to everything that she's Mm -hmm. doing which is really really fucking great and i I, loved the end when she has the swords yes 
she does her cross thing and it cuts the head off of the Judas statue. And I was like, mm-hmm, that yeah, was like, very satisfying. Why? I'm really looking forward to what you do with this character next. Mm-hmm. Like, I really want Prudence to be like killing bad guys with swords. And right? I'm like, yeah, I guess Ambrose can be there, but like Prudence. <laughs> i like it a lot me too and i agree her acting is phenomenal so i think she did a great job as far as making those character choices as believable as they possibly could be and those last two episodes when her character finally realized what was happening she really hit it out of the park and i thought she did a great job um what i also thought was inconsistent was okay so Roz like loses her sight this season and she um she gets into a relationship with Harvey and they're kissing. And then after she kisses Harvey, she loses her sight and then proceeds to blame Sabrina for losing her sight right after kissing Harvey. That was another, we need conflict situation. Yeah, it was dumb. I was like, this, first of all, it's not even like interesting conflict. Cause like, <laughs> obviously Sabrina would never do that. And you know that. Yeah. And, and that was a wow. moment where when Theo said that, it's like, thank you, Theo. Yeah. Cause he just said, no, you guys no. I agree. That was completely unnecessary conflict and something that was uncharacteristic. Yeah. And something that Sabrina has shown time and time again, she would never fucking do. So like at least have a character that you would play that gray card. Like mm-hmm. if it was, if Prudence was closer to everybody in that side of the fence, you would kind of like go like maybe Prudence didn't to get vengeance and for her friend, Sabrina. Ooh, da, da, yeah, da, da, da. Totally. But like Sabrina would never do that. So yeah. it's just like, what are we doing? What are we, you know, like, you guys are just trying to make conflict out of nothing, mm-hmm. and it lasts two seconds. So yeah. what's the point of introducing it? What's, what are you doing? Exactly. I think within the episode itself, that's what it is. It was resolved in, like, two seconds. Like, right. they're like, I blame, I blame Sabrina. And Theo's like, that's stupid, shut up. And they're like, yeah, you're right, never mind. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> like, sorry, what? sorry, you're right. Totally dumb. I think one last thing I would like to specifically point out is... I liked how angels in this show are assholes. Wanted to bring that up. Yeah, no, they are, they're giant assholes. Yeah. And this is something that Supernatural also does, which I enjoy. They make the angels more like textual Old Testament angels, and they are genocidal dicks. Yeah, the worst. Yeah. So yes. I thought, okay, that that's on brand. Thank you. Okay. Oh, um, and also, a lot of choices they made with Sabrina are weird. Like, she became, she becomes basically a cult leader. For a little while. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't care for that. I did not. I did not like that. She was a cult leader, especially because it's like, my father is so awesome. And I'm like, oh, not your parents, just your father. Cool. Just cool, your cool. daddy. Just your and dad. also, I would have loved for it to have been her mom. Same. Thank you. Okay, that is something I thought. Okay, we're so on the nose with being anti-patriarchal, and yet we're having Sabrina doing literally the exact same thing. Yeah, like playing the role of, of preaching for her dad. Yeah, so... They could have at least done it where my parents believe this. So it's like, okay, a union like that. I'm, I'm into that. We wrote this together. Yeah. Because my mom was like, uh, your rules are patriarch, patriarchal and weird and dated and strange. Uh, but at the end we're um, we're putting a pin on it. Basically everything is settled. Nick has been taken to hell. That's right. Cause Nick sacrificed himself. Cause it turns out he did what Keith Ledger did in 10 things I hate about you. He was in that situation where the dark Lord was like, you have to do this, but then he develops real feelings eventually. So he was, he was Patrick Verona. He was the Patrick Verona of the story. Yes. So he um, decided to kill himself, basically. Yeah, sacrifice. Um, he loves Sabrina. I love you. Ah. And so 
she's <laughs> I love this shot of little Miss Bordwell carrying giant fucking ripped Nick scratch into hell. I'm like, okay. And she's wearing her crown when she has her little coronation. She's like, I can carry anything now. I've ascended. I have, yeah, exactly. And yeah, I like that shot too of her carrying Nick and being like, I got this. It's fine. Don't worry about it, you guys. <laughs> you guys, don't worry. <laughs> and then basically Sabrina and Theo, Roz, and Harvey have a Buffy Scooby meeting. I I love that. And another cool thing from this episode is the fact that you had the non-magical people, quote-unquote, Roz, Harvey, and Theo, and they helped to prevent the gates of hell from opening. So you don't have to be a witch or a warlock to save the world. Yeah, you just have to have special powers anyway. Okay. But you know what I mean. It was really cool to see them. They weren't just side characters. They actually participated. No, no, no. Totally, totally, totally. Um, and Roz is random. I'm able to now transfer my sight visions to someone else. Sure. Magically, not magically. Sure. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) What's this? Oh, and I like Harvey is like, they're like leaving to go prevent the gates of hell from opening. And Harvey grabs his sketchbook and everyone's like, but what are you going to need that for? He's like, well, you never know. (laughs) Might be convenient. Yeah. (laughs) Right out the door. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty funny. Anyway, so, yeah, yeah. I guess that's about it. I was oh, to so, okay, so at the end, though, they're talking about this next season is going to be them going to hell to get my, my boyfriend, boyfriend back. back. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I liked it. <laughs> I was like, that it really reminded me of Buffy. Me too. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, great, I'm on board. Um, so I'm really, I'm excited. I'm like apprehensively excited about what they're going to do. And I think I'm looking more forward to what they're doing next season than what I was after the spooktacular because I was just like, okay, I guess Mm -hmm. more of this. Right. I feel like they've changed up the status quo. It's a game changer instead of just like a cliffhanger. Mm -hmm. Now things are like actually could be different next season because Ambrose and Prudence have gone off on Hilda and Zelda have to figure out the church of night or whatever mm-hmm. and the scoobies the new scoobies mm-hmm. have to figure out how to get to hell and get Nick scratch back there's a little more excitement because the rules have changed and it'll be fun to see how they play with all those elements you just mentioned absolutely yeah so so is there anything else you'd like to mention i think for me i'm good i'm good yeah yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. all right so out of ooh kind of Talismans should we use this week? Huh. <laughs> yeah. Trying to think of something like iconic from the season. Yeah. Nothing's really striking me. I know. There it's it's shoot. I think last time didn't we do platinum blonde bobs or something silly like that? <laughs> yeah, I guess we already used that. So yeah, we use- I know. We did abs for another episode, but I can't remember what it was for. I remember we did abs. Satan's abs would be good. Satan. How many Satan abs do you get? Okay, specifically Satan abs. All right, let's it's do it. Different. It's, it's different. Specific. It's super different. This is our morning star abs. Archie's abs. It's Satan's. Calm down. It's fine. Don't he worry about it. Fell from heaven, you guys. <laughs> he fell hard. He fell so hard. So hard. Oh, God, he's hot. 
Sorry. So hot. I was like, you are distracting. It's distracting. I had to pause it and be like, why do you look good in that ridiculous gold tunic? Why? Why? Everything. He looks good in everything. And nothing. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. 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 Satan abs. So for me, out of five Satan abs, I would give this three Satan apps. I think it did a great job continuing the story from before. There were the nitpicky things I brought up earlier that I hope they improve upon next season as far as characters staying true to their characters, us getting to see more of Theo, more of Roz, more of Harvey, more of their struggles, new struggles. And yeah, in general, I thought it was a lot of fun. I always enjoy something that is anti-patriarchal and has attractive, beautiful people that you let me ogle at shamelessly and awesome boss bitches. So thank you. Um, I think I give it like a Mm 2.5 out of five Satan's hot, sexy abs Mm -hmm. because I I think it's, I think it's okay, Um, but it has a lot of problems and it has a lot of weird filler type episodes that I'm like, you shouldn't have any of these. Mm-hmm. They should none of like nothing from this run should feel like filler episodes. Mm-hmm. If they're gonna be filler episodes, I want them to be like very character driven, character pieces where we figure out more about these characters and mm-hmm. we learn more about them and not in a stupid card reading random characters for no purpose way. Right. This doesn't do anything. This is right. what is that? Right. So for me, like, it was fine. I'm, I, you know, I don't want dream episodes. Dream episodes to me don't do anything. Like, Faustus should be, like, just teaching Ambrose how to make a destructive weapon. Like, that should just be an episode. That's just what's happening in an episode. I don't know why it has to be a dream. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on. Um, So, you know, I had a lot of problems like that. And, you know, I think some of the, the characterization was inconsistent like we were talking about but I hope that like now that they sort of have an objective in the next season every, and everybody's sort of overcome their like first season obstacles which is like I'm losing my sight mm-hmm. which I wasn't a big fan of how they resolved the losing the sight and getting the sight back it felt like a quote-unquote easy fix when they made Sabrina like the all-powerful witch of witchiness mm-hmm. um but Great. Okay. So we fixed it. Um, we fixed Harvey's problems with his dad. Basically we fixed, um, fix quote unquote. I mean, it's going to an ongoing thing, obviously for Theo transitioning and figuring out himself, which is great. Um, but I'm looking forward to new things for every character to sort of face and grow and we learn more about them in different ways. Um, so I'm hoping like that will be the next thing that we sort of see in season three as they go to hell. Yeah. 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 I'm excited about that. Me too. I'm like, go to hell. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but literally. Um, great. No, I'm very excited about it. So we'll see what happens next. Well, as always, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to tell your Sabrinas, tell your Prudences, your Zildas, your your Hildas, your Zeldas, your Harveys. Scratches, yeah. Oh, please tell your next scratches and your hot Satans and your Dorian Greys. Oh, and Ambroses. And Ambroses. Yeah. 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 Anyone that they shouldn't tell? I'm trying to think. Dorcas? She's just kind of there. Yeah, Dorcas is fine. Dorcas is fine. No, scratch that. You can tell your Agathas. Agathas are awesome. Yeah. I have a, my sister's name. My sister's name is Agatha. So, Aww. you know. Hey, Agatha. Maybe the only one listening. <laughs> 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 uh, 
<laughs> Seriously, everyone, thank you so much. Please make sure to rate, review, subscribe. And as always, share your thoughts with us. We would love to hear what you think. Absolutely. Yeah. And until next time, guys, bye-bye. Bye.